When I meet new people who follow my podcast, whether I know them or not, my heart warms and my chest swells with pride, humility, and connection. These past weeks, my aunt told me she listens to them all. The daughter of an old friend says she's been listening for years. And Jimmy Clare reached out to me on LinkedIn asking me to interview him. How did you find me? Oh, I've been listening for a long time. I'm honored. Usually I ask people to record a chat with me. Seldom do I receive a cold call. My first reactions are equally intrigue and disinterest. Scoops of ice cream and chopped liver. Both familiar, but they don't mix well. Since I'd never met or heard of Jimmy when he messaged me, I started following him on LinkedIn and scheduled a call. When we first chatted, I couldn't feel a connection until he started telling me about being in college and his business, Crazy Fitness Guy. I like to hear and share a diverse set of people's stories about following their passion and building a business, especially young people. Note that now that I'm seasoned, or old, almost everyone is young. Jimmy's charm and challenge are managing life on the autism spectrum. He's matter-of-fact, straight-ahead, and persistent. Let's meet Jimmy Clare. Welcome to Health Hats, the podcast. I'm Danny Van Leeuwen, a two-legged cisgender old white man of privilege, who knows a little about a lot of healthcare and a lot about very little. We will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities in the awesome circus of healthcare. Let's make some sense of all of this. Jimmy, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. So how do you introduce yourself usually in a social situation? I just tell people I'm a motivational speaker, autism advocate, and I'm an author and founder of Crazy Fitness Guy. Crazy Fitness Guy. Mm-hmm. I like it. And what's the what's the significance of Crazy Fitness Guy as a as a handle? The significance is basically it just helped him motivate people to live a healthy lifestyle. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're not like trying to make uh, any statement about your level of craziness. I'm only part crazy. Part crazy. <laughs> I can good, appreciate the that. The crying crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little crazy is a spice. Yeah. It's a variety. It's the spice of life. Yes. So, how did what led you to establish a business, Crazy Fitness Guy? I wanted to continue practicing my writing skills after my first writing class in college, and okay. I didn't know how to write an a, a essay at all. Okay. My very first essay I wrote in college, it looked like a treasure map with so many errors on it. Okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, my professor literally corrected everything. I was like, it's not terrible, but I was like. Oh, you're just beating around the bush. And he's like, just say it sucks. <laughs> yeah. So you were taking a class. Yeah. And you were writing. 
Yeah. As okay, an English so, class. Okay, and, uh, so then make the leap from writing to, I don't know whether I want to know about the going to crazy fitness guy or starting a business. Pick one. I started it back in 2017 because I wanted to show have a consistency of showing up every single week and also practice my writing. And okay. I didn't really want to you know, Word document every single day. That's only yes. going to get boring. You don't yes. tend to do stuff over and over again if it's boring. And so I need that. And if I want people to keep coming back to my website, I have to keep showing up. Okay. So who's your audience? My audience is basically for people who are on the spectrum and by the spectrum, I mean autism spectrum and those who are not on the autism spectrum. So I try to cater to both. Okay. Uh, which is sometimes hard to do, but. Yeah. And there, there has to be more than just whether they're on the autism spectrum or not. It's that they're on the spectrum or not on the spectrum and they're trying to build good habits for their health? Yep. Okay. So did you have, is it, what was your experience building habits for your health for yourself? That came when I was, I used to get bullied for being nearly overweight. I was like, I think I was at like 175 when okay. before I started living a healthier life. Okay. And so I lost the weight with P90X. And with um, P90X? Yeah, it's a, a workout program. Okay. And and it you do it over 90 straight days and and you only get one day off on from it. And after the first week of doing that with my dad, I was pr pretty much crawling up the stairs because I was just like, I didn't know I had muscles there. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> and so that was your quest to build some physical activity habits? It helped me uh, build confidence in order to stand up to the bullies. Oh. And I felt really great after that. And I was like, is there a way I can do this every single day where I can feel good? And mm. I've just been staying on the six-week uh, schedules. Uh, even if I come across a workout program that says, we only recommend it in this for five days a week. And I'm doing six. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like odd numbers. I have a routine that I do that's every other day. And it, it's about 45 minutes, stretching, balance, strengthening, a little upper body, a little lower body. But I like the every other day habit because it always feels good to have a day off. And exactly. That works for me. So how do people find you? So I get you have, you have a website and that's your home base. Well, how is it that they find you or meet up with you so that uh, they go to your website. You can find me pretty much everywhere on social media. Just either type in Crazy Fitness Guy or just mm -hmm. type in Jimmy Clare. I show up on the first page for both. Okay, so you're. I've seen you on LinkedIn, and you seem to have something pretty regular on LinkedIn. So you're saying that you, and, and so you do something similar for Twitter or Instagram or whatever. Yep. And then do so when you are talking about developing habits for better health that involves 
making some decisions, whether they're health decisions or medical decisions or lifestyle decisions. So how do you guide people or advise people as they're making those decisions for healthy living? I always uh, uh, tell people in my blog post or or if I was talking to someone on one, always consult your doctor first. Mm-hmm. And But I always say, you got to find out something that works for you. What works for me might not work for you. Okay. For me, I like working out six days a week. For you, you like working out every other day. I just do it because I, I know it helps me keep my autism meltdowns a bare minimum because okay. I just feel great after I work out. Right, right. So, so it's not just for your, your physical well-being, it's for your mood well-being. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. My issues are with mobility. So I'm two cane or electric wheelchair guy. And in terms of getting around, but I try to get 3,500 steps a day. And that really helps not just my my physical self, but my same with, as you're saying, with my mood. I don't feel right if I don't get out and move around. And I spend so much time sitting at the computer anyway. My mom kind of jokes with me. Is if the days on when you don't work out, you look like the Incredible Hulk. Oh. Except I don't turn green and I don't turn, yeah. I don't have like super big, huge muscles. Okay, so part of being healthy and having healthy habits is having a team. And uh, a team can be people who are professional, whether they're professional clinicians, doctor, nurse, whatever, or professional physical therapist, workout coach. And then there's the team of family and friends. So what's your team? I see a lot of specialty doctors. Some of them I cut down on because I don't need them anymore. But but I have a team of professional doctors who, like I had seen one for a physical. I have one for my ears because I had nine ear surgeries on my right ear, one too many. And I also have one for for my uh, hearing as well. That would go along with ears too, but it's two different kind of doctors. Right, right. Like uh, otolaryngologist versus uh, uh, somebody who deals with your hearing. Yeah. Okay. And then I have one for, I I was a dentist and I was seeing a physical therapist, but that's a long story. And then I stopped seeing them because of something with my old insurance. Oh, I see. So how do you make decisions together? with your team members how i make it just how we make decisions like what's in my best interest what the procedures of i'm just going to throw out a random example it's probably i hope it doesn't happen but like when i was in my when i was getting my ninth year surgery i was talking to my ear doctor and we were scheduled my mom was setting it up uh, and helping me set up a way where we were going to get them all done in one day and so we were doing this and so i had two moles removed i had six wisdom teeth pulled 
and, and of course the ninth year surgery. Oh and my so, goodness, all at once. Yeah, and so my ear doctor talked to the other doctors, the other two doctors, they were basically in and out and I was still under, I was like, and and my dad had just to be a smart ass and he comes into the room where I was just waking up and because I was like thinking, I was like, oh, maybe I get to go home after this. And I was like, so you ready to go home? And I was like, shut up. <laughs> So the are there times where you get recommendations from people on your team that don't make sense to you and decide no I don't think I'm going to do that. I don't think I don't think I have run into that point yet. My my uh, main doctor I see for physicals like I was I was waiting I was, I was supposed to get a flu shot when I saw him, but I said, can I wait until after I finish just the school semester? Because I, because I had some bad luck in the past with the flu shot. Okay. I'm not saying it gave me the flu, but it gave me some symptoms right. of it. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, oh, I can't go to class like this. Yeah. And like I could barely get out of bed because I yes. was just tired and sneezy and weasel. <laughs> Now a word about our sponsor, Abridge. Use Abridge to record your doctor visit. Push the big pink button and record the conversation. Read the transcript or listen to clips when you get home. Check out the app at abridge.com. A-B-R-I-D-G-E dot com. Or download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Record your healthcare conversations. Let me know how it went. So, how have your unique set of abilities helped you, benefited you to set up a business? For me, I like to think of it that I see stuff a little bit differently, which I do mm-hmm. than maybe companies that already exist for me i know that there's i'm not going to name any names of course but there's some some companies that just don't have really good customer service and i always don't like when they sometimes i don't like how they just we'll get back to you eventually Mm -hmm. and it's like can you give me a time frame can you give me like maybe 24 to 72 hours for me I always, when somebody contacts me through my website, I have a page that takes them to a page that says, I'll get back to you with 24 to 72 hours. I see. Unless yeah, I'm oh, that's great. Being, so you feel like customer service has been a feature of your business. That Yeah. And even if I don't answer right away through email, if somebody messages me through a Facebook, as long as it's not spam, I answer it. Do you, so what have been some influences on you? What's influenced you to take the direction that you've taken in terms of setting up this business and the the motivational speaking? What motivated me was just, I don't feel like People were were listening to. I just didn't feel like sometimes when I was growing up, there was people listening in my life. Not saying any of my family members or anything. They were listening, but mm-hmm. just some 
maybe grown-ups or now I'm a grown-up, but so you would um, be that you you felt dismissed or not heard. Yeah, and okay. I felt people weren't listening, and then I also felt like when I heard when I was going to college, when before I started college, I had people who who were also advocates for in the autism communities mm-hmm. that colleges do not provide that much support for right. people on the spectrum or any or other or extra challenges that they have, and I was like. Man, if I could only change this, yes. I would love to be able to. And and I was like thinking, may I could be the new face in the autism right. community that could provide this change because if it hasn't worked yet for those other people, maybe somebody needs a fresh perspective, yes. fresh eyes, fresh everything. So so you're saying that when you went to college, there weren't like really coaches and mentors for you that appreciated you i'm still in college but oh, sorry. i feel like sometimes i feel like sometimes people in the college could make it a little bit easier to get my accommodations that i need and make the okay. process much more simpler okay and so know. one of the things that you can provide is helping other people make their way in those maybe less than friendly situations yeah, like for instance, some colleges have a office on campus that to call that they call the disability center. Yes, and yes. I honestly I don't like the word disability because it is negative. Yes. Uh, am I because and plus if somebody was in a wheelchair for life, it's oh the person's disabled. And it's like. No, they. I was like, maybe they're disabled in their legs, but they're still able to do many other things. Yes, and... yes, I, I appreciate that. The, the thinking about building on the strength of your abilities, as opposed to focusing on the weaknesses of your disabilities, it's it's certainly more uplifting. Yeah, and if and I also got one more other thing to say about sure. that. Sure, I was reading this one uh, Twitter post by this by one of these autism communities. I'm not going to name any names, so yeah. mm-hmm. uh, but they just shine a big negative light over autism. Like they had so many statistics and a long list of this person won't be somebody that or somebody's born with autism not going to do a b c d e f g all the way to z mm. i'm like that's literally what the doctor told me when i was growing up and it's like you can't do this you can't do that right. and it's like really i love the positivity people yes yes so you're still in college and like where are you at what point are you in your education uh i lost track Okay. A little bit because I jumped around five different majors. Okay. I had to try to see if what I liked and what I didn't like. Yes. And even though it was been an, was annoying to my parents. Yes. I yes. was like, I was like, Jimmy, got to pick something. And I was okay, gosh, I didn't yes. know that there was a time limit. I'm this person who I had before I got a bachelor's degree, I had 190 credits. And then I wanted to get a master's degree. So I had to get a bachelor's. 
And I, I had pretty much at the time I was living in the state of West Virginia, and I, I went for a regents degree. And the requirement, there were certain requirements, which I had all of those requirements, but I needed 11 credits in the state of West Virginia. So my, my goal was to get 11 credits. I ended up getting them mostly in music because I was, you can see my horn here, I was playing uh, music. And, and then I, got, I finally got the bachelor's degree because my nursing was an associate degree. And so then I got a regent's bachelor's degree, and then I went on for my master's in public. But I appreciate the, there's so many opportunities to learn. And sometimes it's hard to line that all up for a, a degree in something specific. So are you at the point now where you see the light at the end of the tunnel of going to school? Or are you like, school's pretty good and I'll just keep doing it? Or where are you at? Like I'm getting closer to again my bachelor's degree. Actually, no, no, I'm saying my associate's degree, and then I'm going to go get my bachelor's degree at another college. And my, and I'm hoping to uh, just continue from from my associate's to my bachelor's degree because I know if I stopped, I don't think I'm going to go continue. Yeah, yeah. Because I said that after college, it took me three years to get, get into. It took me three years after after high school to go to college because I'm not. I was not very fond about my high school, just my presence there. Um, yeah, your experience there. Yeah. yeah. So, what kind of what kind of advice do you give to other aspiring? Uh, business people that you come in contact with? I always tell them to never give up because, and always, and I would also tell them to have some kind of a mentor. My, my sensei in karate and all the other people who teach have been, been mentors to me and yeah. in karate and even outside of karate because my sensei he he likes to tell people he likes to tell others that he's the real life yoda from star wars <laughs> and and like and, and the scary like part that. is that i've been around him a around him for a long time yeah and so when i so even like on my best days i'm giving my parents advice and motivation and everything and i'm like I feel like I'm a young Yoda. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was like, I've been around my sensei once. So you're paying it. You're paying it forward. He was a good uh, mentor for you. Okay, so you said don't give up and find a mentor. What else would you? What el other advice would you give to um, aspiring entrepreneurs that you come across? I would also say uh, don't listen to the naysayers. Okay. Uh, because the reason why they say you can't do something or you can't do this is that's their own mindset. Yeah. And and for me, I I got so many opportunities of by doing what I do. I got okay. featured in, in Times Square in New York City. And I bet you a lot of people, all the naysayers can't say that. So what does that mean you were featured in New York Times Square, New York City? So there, there was this company that was doing this uh, campaign for people who can't see each other because of this pandemic and people are missing each other. So they wanted to do shout outs and 
I don't know like every single part of the detail because I'm not part of that company, but they were doing this campaign just to give shout outs to people's loved ones and family members, et cetera. So my, one of my podcasting friends, and I would also consider her a mentor and also a friend as well. And she told me about this campaign. I was like, Jimmy, you should get your name out there and do this and uh, and get your message out there. Yeah. And I was like, what, what do, I do, do I have to lose? And mm-hmm. then I think it was like two weeks ago, the company messaged me with a link to it and say. Like, You've been featured and holy crud. I thought this was like, I was like, oh yeah, what's the chance of them picking me? Send me a link. Definitely. Um, okay. So, I can send um, you the photo if you like. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, how has COVID impacted your your schooling and your business development? For the schooling, everything is online, which is kind of good and kind of not good. Okay. I kind of missed the discussions and class a little bit I feel like sometimes it is everything is just read off of a powerpoint slide and it's like can we can we have open discussions in class and we can read the powerpoint on our own it's like I'm yes and you could do that online yeah. there's no reason that's a skill that's all a teaching yeah. skill yes and okay. but for my business i've been it's going to sound a little messed up but i believe that i have the covid to thank to uh, get my name out there i went from pretty much page the last page of google mm-hmm. to the second page of google so i'm uh, getting my name up there mm-hmm. on the very top of google and i was like Thank you, COVID. If that's, it's like you did something that's useful. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that's useful. Jimmy, what have what should we be talking about that we're not? I don't have an answer to that. Okay. Wow, I'm speechless. Oh, and I'm happy to 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 put you in that situation. Does that happen often? No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> you seem like a very fluent and social fellow. Is there anything you'd like to ask me? Yeah, I got one question. How many years have you been podcasting for? I've been podcasting for about two and a half years. I I, I just published number one twelve, and before that, I was I did about four and a half years of weekly blogging. So I've done almost seven years. I think I'm on four thirty something all told. Yeah, it's been wonderful. I, I I'm part of a international podcasting community, which is wonderful. It's so rich, and actually, there's not that many people that I connect with in the podcasting world that are healthcare focused. They're involved in all sorts of different things, and I really learn a lot from people who are sharing their uh, lived experience and their expertise in in different areas. And they're from all over the world. It's a very rich community and I made some really solid friends in it. And it's very creative. I feel I can use so many different skills where they started with the blog posts And that was like learning about a website and learning about getting the word out and how to tell a story. And then when I got into podcasting, now it's all this audio skills. And now I'm expanding that into the video skills. 
all with uh, what's the story I'm trying to tell and who's the audience. It's been just rich, very rich. I definitely can uh, relate to that. I've the person I told you about who told me about this campaign, that campaign. She's writing one of her, I think maybe her twenty-first book. Or, oh wow! Twenty-first uh, book. She's, oh. she's creating this a book about autism. Okay. She actually reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be part of her book collaboration. And so she's going to feature me in, in a section of her book. And it's like, holy moly. <laughs> right. Oh, good. And, good, good. And I think I have another, I'm getting, I think one of my articles is going to be, that I written, I was going to be published in a autism parenting magazine. A parenting magazine? Yeah, autism parenting magazine. Yeah. Wow. And so I was like, wow, I can't believe it. I meet so many amazing people, tell me yeah. and that they that they want to put me in their book. And it's like, oh, I'm, wow. I'm kind of yeah. amazed. It is. It's great. It's, uh, it makes you feel good. Yeah. Which and is nice. You can always use that. Definitely. Life is tough enough. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me. All right. Take care. Rich with abilities, well-spoken, engaging, an accomplished business person, prolific content creator, Jimmy knows how to use mentoring and coaching and grab opportunities as they appear. I mostly spend my time with people older, from their 30s on up, except my grandsons, of course. It's good for my soul to meet younger people like Jimmy, who are our future. Thanks to Kayla Nelson, web and social media coach, and Joey Van Leeuwen, musician and arranger. See the show notes, previous podcasts, and other resources through my website, www.health-hats.com. Please subscribe and contribute. If you like it, share it. Thanks. See you around the block. Thank you.